This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to this week's Williams and Bloom uh, quarantine podcast. We got to get a different name. Mm-hmm. We're just the Sunday night podcast. We've had good suggestions. Yeah, we just got to compile it. Follow through with them. Yeah. Anyways, um, we are, as always, presented by our dear friends at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. I'm not kidding you. There's been times during this pandemic bloom where I've been like, I'm, I want to get out of this industry. And the first call I would make is up to Mechdyne if I ever did. Now, I'm not getting out. I'm saying there were Breaking hard times. News. Yeah. <laughs> there were hard times when I was just like wanting to throw in the towel. And I'm like, man, you know what a good company to work for would be? Mechdyne. You go to Mechdyne.com. They're located in Marshalltown. Great Iowa State graduates. You go to the job listings and the careers, and they're always looking for really quality uh, culture type people. My main man, Chris, up there at Mechdyne, he's like a he's like a business version of Matt Campbell. He's he's always seeking out like culture people. Uh, go and check it out. I'm not kidding. It's uh, phenomenal. I like, benefits. I like that comparison. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. I'm not not like tooting my own horn, but I, I think it's very That's pretty good. I think it's yeah. very valid. It's low key. Uh, MacDyne.com. Check them out today. We want to thank our patron of the week, and I've got big news on the uh, Patreon, the tier three for Thursday night as we're going yeah. to have our monthly Zoom call. That's right. Uh, but this week's patron of the week is Trevor. Now he he told us. When we asked him how to pronounce his name, he said, pronounce it however you want. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> I love it. Last name is spelled E-L-E-Y. Eli or Ellie? Ely? I'd go Ely. Ely? If I was... So the old trick in broadcasting, Chris, and you know this. Say it as fast as you can. Say it as fast as, yeah. as, you, as you can <laughs> and with confidence. Remember the um, <laughs> when we were down in Shenandoah? Oh, yeah. The name Maher? Yep. So, like, there's a handful oh, of families, a... and, like, they're all in the same area, and, like, some of them are pronounced Maher, and some are Maher. Yes. It drove me nuts. <laughs> and then, no, there's a couple. And then um, they get pissed. Yep. I think it was F-O-C-H-T down there. Foof. And I was like, that doesn't make, yeah. that make zero sense. It's yeah. not Foof. That's Foof. <laughs> <laughs> One of my wife's best friends married a Foof. And I was like, no, I, I got it. <laughs> I got an angry call today. That's a great family. I love that. Oh, family. I'm sure they're, they're great. The pride I, and joy of Villisca, Iowa. I down do there, not man. agree with the way they pronounce "folked." Mm-hmm. It's not "foof." Oh, that makes yeah. no sense. I love but, Southwest no. Iowa. So I, yesterday, that so Oklahoma State has a linebacker named like Abumiang or um, anyway. So I like I asked Walters and half I'm like, so how do you say this guy's name? You guys have done the research, and Eric had said his mom's not listening. <laughs> So, um, the down in uh, the Bahamas last year. Do you remember the guy for Seton Hall who has the really like, yeah, European like, name? It's not Skidishvili, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I Mark, you know Maka. Yeah, Brent. I tried to pronounce that thing fifty <laughs> different times, and I think I said it fifty different ways. Yeah, and have to like finally like middle of the broadcast just starts just cracking up. He's just like. <laughs> 
<laughs> basically called me a redneck on the air, you know, because he's so cultured. He, he is. He is. He's is high okay. class. So yeah. we're going to go with Ely. Ely. Okay. Trevor Ely. Uh, sorry, we're just getting to the Patreon of the week, but this will be a, uh, a memorable one, hopefully. Uh, he, he farms in Zeering, Iowa. Sure. It's north with, of... With, uh, you know, with his dad. Uh, they're regulars at football games for the Cyclones. Also go to the Big 12 tournament every year. This is cool. This means the world to me. Told us that the podcasts here on Cyclone Fanatic are essential for entertainment and information on the family farm. So becoming a patron patron uh, to Cyclone Fanatic was an easy choice. That's so cool. I love it when you guys are out in the combines and sending pictures while you're listening to the podcast. So yep. thank you, uh, Trevor. We appreciate you more than you know. The uh, news, and if, you, if you're not a Cyclone Fanatic Patreon or premium subscriber yet, we will be doing our monthly Zoom call that we do with our Tier 3 patrons once a month. Steve Prohm's going to join us on Thursday night Whoa. to give us an exclusive uh, look at the team and how practice is going. It That's would, pretty cool. Well, and there hasn't been a whole lot out there. I'm kind mm. of curious to attend to myself. Yeah, well, you're going to be doing the interview with me. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a per- perfect spot. But the season starts, and uh, it's not announced yet, but it's going to start, uh, let's say, about a month from this week. The 25th is the first day, right? Yeah, I think Iowa State's first game is, is that week. It's not okay. out there yet, but it's going to Do be Do we have soon. a women's schedule yet? Women are still in the dark. Okay. I would guess. Are we doing games? Still uh, still to be determined. Okay, yeah, because like yeah. I just I was thinking about that this week. I'm like, man, basketball's here. Like media days. and. Yep. It's going to be difficult for any type of road games this year for of the, men and women. Yeah, because of the COVID stuff it's just brutal and again it'll this will all be worked out but it's yeah. most schools from what i understand are not going to let their broadcasters travel with the team for good reason i get it i mean unless you're yeah. testing every day contact tracing stuff is a nightmare yep. i totally you gotta you gotta put that stuff first so yeah. for the games you can drive to i think broadcasters across the big 12 will try to do that but um yeah it'll be it'll be an experiment my man um, we'll look forward to those schedules coming out and start talking about basketball. But yeah, uh, Coach Prom's going to join us Thursday night. So if you're not signed up for uh, Patreon, that's the level three. Uh, they we get to do these Zoom calls. So look forward to that on Thursday night. I got one more little little tidbit. <laughs> yeah, look for the Big Twelve to start in December for basketball. Yes, try and knock out a couple games. Yes, yeah, I I've heard that too. In fact. It, our Patreon, our premium members got a tidbit on this a couple of weeks ago, but it's, uh, there's real concern about those non-conference games and mainly because those small conferences are not testing like the big 12 is. Right. So, and I think just for the most important ones are the conference ones to get some flexibility. Um, they're going to try and schedule in a couple of those uh, before Christmas break or not Christmas break necessarily, but before Christmas in general. Uh, good stuff. Yeah, we'll we'll keep you guys updated on all that. Uh, it's a process. I I had a good talk with Micah Byers, who's a good friend of ours, and he he he's just like, man, like I just there's only so much I can tell you because I don't know. He's like, it's so fluid, and like I those guys have worked so hard. They Josh s- Carper. They um, still don't have the final contract signed for some of these non-conference. Yeah, it's it's, so it's brutal. It's just so it's, many moving parts here. I, I feel I feel really bad for everybody. But just hope we can um, 
keep Nailed going, something. And have right. a season, right? Um, all right, Bloom, you were in Stillwater. Um, yeah, I've already written a fifteen hundred word column on it and done two post game podcasts. I'll let you have the floor. What are your What are your takeaways? Um, just disappointing. I'm not upset about it. Just disappointed in that that's an opportunity where if Iowa State plays even B plus football, I think Iowa State wins. And that's progress in a way that that your best or not even close to your best was still, you know, you're within three at the top 10 team. And uh, second impression is Oklahoma State's defense is legit. And yes. I know we're going to get into it here. And I'm, I, I, I would like to about the whole what's wrong with Iowa State's offense conversation. That seems to be the hot bit hot button issue on Cyclone Fanatic and some of Twitter. But that's a really good defense and, um, you know, made Iowa State look very average. And they, they were doing a couple of things. They basically dared Iowa State to beat them over the top. I mean, it was evident from the get-go. Yeah. I mean, they had, you know, cover zero, single high safety. We don't think you can beat us over the top with your receivers. And they were right. And so... Certainly didn't yesterday. Yeah, I mean, they just couldn't... Iowa State just wasn't physical enough to, to get by them. And the couple times they were open, they just didn't align with either Brock under through a guy or, you know, color drops the one that everybody remembers. But just some certain things that, that didn't go Iowa State's way. And when you're on the road, even as limited crowd, and Oklahoma State's a very talented football team, you're going to end up losing by three. And, you know, I think you, you said it well in your column. It, it doesn't mean the season's over by any means for Iowa State. Still plenty of opportunity out there. But uh, that's one that's that would have helped and uh, opportunity missed for sure. If you guys haven't read my column, um, I, I want to read the just the first three paragraphs real quick. Um, I wrote, Iowa State's 24-21 loss to Oklahoma State on Saturday is quite easy to analyze. Matt Campbell summed it up perfectly to Eric Heft during the Cyclone Radio Network's locker room show following the game. These are There are inches that were left out there, Campbell said. And we leave inches out there, you lose 24-21. to 21. Yep. Nailed it. That, to me, like, Brent, like... This wasn't a talent no, issue? No, but, but we knew going into this game that there were certain things that needed to be done to be in a position at the end to win and to actually be able to pull it off. Yep. You, you I'm not killing the kicker. He's made a lot of big kicks. You can't you can't, can't leave nope. six points on the board. Correct. You you can't. Um I do believe and I feel really bad being critical of this group because they've been so good this year and they've been depleted by injuries. The offensive line, in my opinion, was exposed to an extent by Oklahoma State. The good news, though, two things. One, there's so many young guys. Yeah. They, they, that was basically like the first game for the Remsburg kid. Um, he, he played well in relief of Tech. Yep. It's going to do him some good to watch that tape. He's it's all, first team All Big 12 guy he was trying to block it. No and, doubt. And, and, and that's the best group that they'll play the rest of the season. So, like, I just, I'm having a hard time throwing in the towel. They, they were beat up front and, uh, yeah, what the eight penalties? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, they too many second and third longs. No doubt. I, I you used to do this all the time when you wrote your weekly columns. You the you're really good at identifying first down yardage, yes. and I would guess first down yardage from Saturday was abysmal, especially in the second half. Um, and and so here's here's what happens is 
when so Oklahoma State's daring you to beat them over the top, knowing that they can get pressure on that that offensive line, and so those those routes take longer to develop. And by the time you know it could be open, he's already got two guys in his face. Purdy does. So it was just a really Cyclones missed Tariq Milton yesterday. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and it's a it's a question mark. Is is that receiver position? Uh, Hutchinson's been awesome. Okay, he's been as advertised. He's you know, he, has, he hasn't really been a deep threat, but he's a really solid possession guy. I think he will emerge eventually. They just don't have that top-end speed guy or even that blanket where you have man-to-man coverage. It's me versus you. You know, I've got, I've got Akeem Butler. I've got Alan Lazard. I've got LaMichael Petway. I'm winning one-on-one. Yeah. I don't know if Iowa State has that receiver right now. I mean, Kohler can win one-on-one. I, um, I, would, I would guess if there's a group – that that got together after the game and was like, man, we let our team down today. That group of tight ends, I bet, was feeling, um, you know, there's yeah. not just the drops. When Chase but, fell, when he could have had. Yeah, like yep. th- those guys didn't play their best game. And we, we know they there's didn't. so much better than that. And, I, you know, but, I watched the game again today. And when you try and identify, like, where was it lacking? Like, I, I mean, six wide receivers caught passes against Tech, but really – X was the guy. Yeah. You know, like Akers kind of disappeared on Saturday, but like. Yeah, and I don't. He didn't show up in the participation chart, so I don't oh, know. Maybe he was out. I don't good, know. Good spot. Yeah. I didn't. So I, I didn't ever. But the crazy stat from it, though, Brent, only one wide receiver X was targeted. Yeah. Targeted, targeted before yeah. the final. Um, before the final drive, which is a crazy stat, but that tells me that pass pro was really. Really rough. Pass pro struggled, and they were just uh, manhandling Iowa State at the point at the line of scrimmage. So you get that five yards where you can be physical. Yeah. And yeah. they were just, Iowa State's just having trouble getting off the line of scrimmage with their, their receivers. And they're young there. I mean, Sean Shaw really came on at, at the middle of last year. I'm He's, waiting on skates still. Yeah, so Sean skates. And, and again, Nobody watches the receivers really because you're worried about the, where the ball is. So it's hard to really diagnose unless you go back and rewatch, it, especially from that that high end camera to to understand what's happening there. But it wasn't like I obviously had a bunch of free receivers running. So I in Oklahoma State really was physical, and uh, it, it reminded me a lot of those times that Texas and Oklahoma, you know, would have success against Iowa State. We're just saying. We think our guys are better than your yeah, guys on the outside. Just man yeah. up. And yeah. that's what they did. And they didn't play much zone. And Iowa State just didn't have that guy that could beat that physical man-on-man coverage. Actually, Skates came in and was better in that last drive. But it's just uh, they're difficult to get things going. And, and so what Oklahoma State does is they're super aggressive. And if you can get around it, Brees Hall showed you can break a couple big runs. But they had uh, you know seven eight guys up there all day, and so that's why the you know a lot of those those runs ended up you know two three yards a pop for Brees, and it was just tough sledding in the second half. Uh, good analysis there. Um, yeah, I. What's frustrating to me is the fact that I. I think Iowa State took a couple steps back. Now, the competition took a couple steps up too. You have to. Yeah. You have to give them credit. Um, but it's mad. I wrote this too. It's maddening, but encouraging the fact that I don't think they played well. And you're right there. You know what I right. mean? And, so and, the, and that Oklahoma State team, 
was better defensively than I thought. And Spencer Sanders is really good. Like, was, that's a total game changer for them to have him it, back. It was because there was a couple third downs he converted with his legs yes. that the other kid wouldn't have done. Um, and he was uh, he was he was good enough. I mean, he made a couple big plays that mattered. And then Hubbard with the one big run. And that was a sweet in, run. When, yeah, he's he's super good. Yeah, and that drives me crazy too. I because I tweeted that's like a Heisman moment type yeah. run for him, and all these people are like, "Well, when you can't tackle and all this stuff, guys, it's harder to tackle really good players." <laughs> yeah. He made a like. There's a yeah. reason why you're not missing that tackle against the guy that Texas Tech was throwing out there, right? Because right. he's not as good. Yeah, that was a phenomenal. Is Chuba Hubbard, and he's not as good as our guy. So, Try tackling Brees Hall in that situation. I, I thought the defense acclimated okay. I, I, I thank you for pointing out Anthony Johnson's oh, day. I phenomenal. thought he had a nice day with, with Tyler Wallace. I thought Tavon Kyle was good on the other end. I mean, you've got all Big 12 receivers in Stoner and in Boy, it would have uh, been nice Wallace. to have Young in that first yeah, half. Yeah, and then Young came in and played very well. He was good. And, and you know, on that one, so the, the Hubbard touchdown, it was, uh, I think it was Azuna that overran it just a bit. You know, and that's all it takes for a guy like that to, to take it back the other way, and uh, and it's in at six. But so, let me get your opinion on this. Inevitably, when Iowa State has a down offensive game, <laughs> are you going to Brock Purdy? No. Oh, okay, because well, I, I wanted to defend Brock Purdy. It goes today. one of two ways. It goes to the quarterback and or the offensive coordinator. Yeah. And and you know, I I think the only thing more unpopular than all the uh, political ads in Iowa right now is probably the offensive coordinator after a loss. It's just inevitable that you, you look towards that. And I, I would I would enjoy your opinion on, you know, because I think it's really difficult when, when you don't see anybody open and the, and the offense is struggling. And I got a bunch of text messages like, what's wrong with Tom Manning and Iowa State's offense right now? And I just, I think that leap is oftentimes too quick to just jump right there. But I, you know, I actually He's think, not above criticism. I, I just, actually, no, I, I actually, to be honest with you, and I didn't really pick this up until I watched the game back, I actually think he called a decent game. Um, there were, given what he was given um, pass pro-wise, they he, he tried to get the quarterback involved in the running game as much as he could. Um, they really, other than the two Brees breakout runs, were not getting much on the ground. Sure. Um, he did some things to get some guys open and like it, it, I didn't think he called a very good game against Louisiana. I thought he made really nice adjustments from game one to game two. Uh, I don't think it was, I don't think it was Tom Manning's best game or anything like that, but I do think I, you know, it, 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 there's certain execution points it comes down to Brent, where if you can make the field goal, if Kohler doesn't drop that pass, if Chase Allen doesn't trip down, right. where it's like, does the offensive coordinator suck again? Yeah. And there's also aspects of football where you're, you are setting things up and you're trying to do things. And if something works, if Kohler um, catches that, or if Trace Chase doesn't trip or whatever, it's going to open up other things for for down the road. So I don't. Uh, okay, what do I? What grade do I give him? Probably a C plus, like sure. C maybe. Sure. It wasn't as, but I don't think it was like all on him. I think that they were. This is why it's easier for me to sleep last night. I thought they were outmatched up front, and yeah. when that's the case, it's really difficult. D line, O line. Yes, yeah. R O line against yeah. their D line. And and I would also like to defend. You know. The Brock Purdy stuff, like, 
I'm sorry. If you if you're one of those people tweeting at me like killing that kid, you're an idiot. Like you don't. I, I'm sorry. Like he's again. Is he perfect? No. But there are a lot of plays that he made that he's just extending, running for his life. And I actually, you know, he was like 19 of 34, which is not. Not very good for him. Yeah. Average yards per attempt was 4.7 yards. That's not very not, good. Not great. But I just, I, I don't think that he had a lot that he could do yesterday. And he kept competing, and that's yeah. what you love. At. I, I didn't see, I mean, being there, I did not see anything. It was just, he missed. I mean, he missed on a couple. He I mean, did. He wasn't he had, perfect. He had the one behind. It was I, not I his best game. And he had a little floater that was there to Kohler that he, he couldn't hit. Um but yeah, it's just it was it's tough. hard to I mean, play they, quarterback when you're running for your life, though. Yes, and he um, that Oklahoma State defense just made him uncomfortable. Enough they got and, beat. The offense got beat. Yeah, I I think that's it. And I they still were there at the end, and that's what's and it, again frustrating yet encouraging. As Sage Rosenfels would always say to me, it's a lot harder to call plays on second and third and long. So when you're getting into penalty situations and you're backed up second and 15, you know, third and 11. There's not a whole lot you can dial up, especially uh, when the other team's bringing pressure and you can't, you don't have guys getting open. Like, there's there's not much you can just scheme open as, as people would want him to do. It hurt yesterday when they got behind, too. To yeah. me, that was important because I think that if they, let's say they could have gone up 14-0. Yep. Then knowing what the issues were in the passing game, I think it would have been a lot easier to line those three tight ends up and just, just run the hell run out of Brees. Yep. No, I agree. So I think the biggest low-key plays of the game is settling for the field goal after the long haul run. Uh, the bad call. Oh, the yeah, the grounding. Yeah. That was that was tough. And then um not like for what it's worth when it happened live, I thought it was the right call. It was after I saw the replay that I Yeah, and Hall was and he got hit. Like you got to get some leeway there for yeah. a guy trying to get it hit. It was a bad call, it was a bad break. And then uh, you know, what second second and one and they couldn't get a yard um in the second quarter or so. So I mean there's there's certain things you extend that drive, maybe you go up uh you go know, 10 points, 7 points and then it's different going into halftime, but a lot of opportunities there. I think obviously this defense is really good still. I mean that didn't change my opinion they, at all. And uh, that, you know what I I wrote about this too. It was a similar game to the Oklahoma game. I thought yeah it, as well as yeah that, true how the defense adjusted and got better throughout the game. The difference was the offense couldn't. You know and I you know to me the telling part of that game was when they had three opportunities to get a yard, couldn't yeah, do that's it. it. Yep. They've been getting that all year. They have been. They couldn't do it yesterday. That You want to know what the difference in the offense was? It was that. Yep. We can talk about pass pro. We can talk about all that stuff. But Iowa State's had an offense that could line up, and you know exactly they're where they're going, yard. and they're going to move you and get a yard. They couldn't, couldn't do, do that it. against Oklahoma State. Yep. No, that's fair. That was the game. So one thing I wanted to, because I, I looked it up today, so I just wanted to share with, even if it's just you, uh, Iowa State's yards per play right now is uh, 6.2, which would be... Best in school history. It would be the second highest to last year in school history. Oh, wow. So last year they were 6.6, which is just Jesus. incredible. It's crazy yeah. to think. But, so, but uh, they, that Monroe game. The Monroe game inflated some things, for sure. But uh, So I'm just saying, like, I like to always keep things relative to other parts of it. So that Sage team in 2000 looked it up this afternoon. They averaged 5.6. So this year's team is already like a 
whole half five point six in that era though is a lot. Yeah, but I mean, is it? I mean, it's tempo and I don't know. It was a lot at the time. I mean, you're not running like spreads and stuff then. No, but so you're not trying to get like I don't know. But the six point two is the highest. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Seventy eight. Pointing out that. Like, it's a different era. I'm not killing St. Guy Sage or No, I'm saying it's more impressive. I, I yeah. think 5.6 in that era is more impressive than That's, 6 now. Right. Right. So I anyway, so I think if you look at the whole of the season, they still they didn't get like a non-conference layup to inflate stats. There's the offense is doing okay. It's just Oklahoma State was better on the defensive line and uh it showed. Real quick, some of those Big 10 games yesterday. So that that was good offense and not bad defense, right? <laughs> Yeah, you started talking about. I'm sorry, you started yeah. talking about tempo. Said, uh, yeah, right. Hold on one second. I'm gonna go get us some ice. I like for that. this Cody Road that we're sipping on. I like that. Hey, will you talk about Franklin Barbershop real quick while I get the ice? I can. All right, real I, quick. I'm a skilled right. personality. Franklin Barbershop. They're on uh, just off of Beaver in Beaverdale. I went there what ten days ago. I think William said he has an appointment coming up, and uh, they're just great. Just a great time. Go in there, get a haircut. $25 for your haircut. And you can stay there as long as you want. Uh, last time I went to Chuck, I've been to Ryan. Chris has seen Hogan there. Going to Hogan on Tuesday morning. It's just, it's a $25, you know. Guess you, what time daddy's showing up. Price is right price, hour. So price is right, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> take your time when you're there. You know, it's it's tough in the 2020 pandemic. This is a way. It's, it's a way to, to socialize. Yeah, socialize. See somebody else. Masks are required. Yeah. So you you, you feel good there, and uh, they, the, yeah. By the way, you get a good haircut out of the deal as well. Uh, shout out to them, FranklinBarbershop.com. I just booked it right on my phone today. It was phenomenal. Twenty five dollars. GravitateCoworking.com. Want to give a shout out to our guy Jeff Wood. They say work better, work together. Find your productive, happy place. They are opening up their first rural co-working space that we know of in Jefferson. And um, they've got big changes on the way for Gravitate uh, Valley Junction. Of course, uh, the downtown membership. Go to GravitateCoworking.com. And they've got all sorts of great plans. Um, they've got a co-working membership, a mailbox membership, a day pass. So you can get like 10 visits for a cut, which is really cool. You can even have your own private office. There's all sorts of great options here. Gravitate co-working. This is a hell of a lot better than having a lease. <laughs> right. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, yeah. Especially with the uncertainty of things. I need to, I, I need to do this. I really do. I'm going crazy down here. I'm losing my mind. I wasn't going to say anything, but it, it appears that way. <sighs> GravitateCoworking.com. <laughs> I'm kidding. Bloom's been there. You yeah, no, it's a great spot. You can attest for it. it really Check is. it out. Um, Iowa State is a 29-point favorite against the Kansas Jayhawks. I tweeted earlier today that... Uh, that is the highest ever, by the way, in a conference I, game. Okay. Um, since it's only a matter of time until Matt Campbell has me convinced that they are the New England Patriots, <laughs> and I, I had a I undisclosed member of the coaching staff saw that tweet and says that is the most accurate thing I've ever read. It'll be an interesting week. I, I can't wait. It's um, and it, this is Kansas without Puka Williams. Yeah, you just feel bad for them. 
but they just they're not they're not bringing a whole lot to the table. <sighs> yeah, uh, no, but I... good time to get honestly, good time to get healthy. You still got to play. I mean, they they play. I was impressed, Chris, for them in a half against West Virginia. They still played hard. They just don't. They do not have enough on offense to really threaten anybody right now, unless something changes. And I would think Iowa State's ability to uh, impose its will up front on the defensive line would cause them all sorts of trouble. But you know, this is a confidence building game. Get some confidence. You know, get some downfield threats. Get those receivers going. I mean, if, if there's one thing I'm looking for on Saturday is find a couple more playmakers to help out the tight ends and Hutchison and Brees, of course. I'm just looking through this box score uh, from their 55-14 loss to The defense wasn't Kansas. horrible. Yeah, I, you know, the thing that, you know, it stands out to me because I'm looking for reasons to not just laugh them off. And um, Defense isn't horrible. Yeah, Kansas State only averaged 3.9 yards per yeah. rush, which is significantly lower than I would have anticipated. If you, it's so crazy. And again, it's, it's Bill Snyder still in his uh, wizardry. They're not. They're just analytical numbers are horrible. K State, yeah. but they still win. It's like they they kill you. They kill you in all the hidden stuff, special teams, and and they don't ever get a penalty. It seems like, and they just always win the turnover battle. It's insane. I hate playing those guys. Well, what are you doing? You uh, going down on Saturday morning, or like you're gonna leave at like two a.m. No, it's the, Friday. Going down we'll go on Friday. Friday. We'll drive. The whole network, you guys will just ride together. Just take. I think Walters has volunteered to drive. Okay, we'll get. You don't want the land jet. Man, that's a good point. Had had the land jet work out for. uh, They loved it. Jared and Jackie. They loved it. Yeah, and I I already have Jacqueline. I'm sorry, Jack. Jack. I have like three uh, leads for Sean and Land Jet that are going to book. Fantastic. I saw. uh, They. they So my guy Clarence was the pilot. Yeah, Clarence was former Cyclone. Former Cyclone assistant, Clarence Hudson. Good man. Clarence, and I don't think Clarence will mind me sharing this. He mm. is probably the most fit 70-year-old of all time. The mm. guy could still hit a, a golf ball 300 yards. More so than McCarney. And Clarence would give McCarney a run for his money. But, I heard uh, from Mac after the first quarter on Saturday. Did you? Yeah. Was he watching? He was watching. He, he thinks that we're a lot better than Oklahoma State. I didn't hear anything after that. Man, it wasn't. It was not a mismatch. I'll tell you that much. No, uh, no, but they no. They had a really good jo- good time in the land jet, and I'm thinking about. And I don't know. Do you want to go? I don't really want to go down to Lawrence because it's uh, trick or treatings the night before. I I've already got the I got the lecture. I'm gonna be an owl. See, I would like to. I'd like to accompany my two year old in trick, but I can't. Like I gotta go. I yeah, can't I, go in the morning if. If we didn't have trick-or-treating the night before... I get it. Because I'm doing the whole, like, fire pit and, you know... How do you handle trick-or-treating in COVID? you still give out the candy? You wear your mask, you wear some gloves, and you just hand out candy. Yeah, okay. that's All what right. I'm doing. All right. I like that. My wife was like, should we go buy, like, a PVC pipe? And, like, no. Like, I, I, I know a lot of people are doing that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to set a bucket out. Okay. And I'm going to sit there it. on my truck. Make sure And I'm going to set a fire. And I'm going to have my mask on and gloves. Okay. And then I'm going to let the kids get a piece of candy. Okay. Like, is that more dangerous than what they're doing at school every day? No. We had... Like, I'm not sneezing all over the candy before I put it in the bucket. No. 
No, I, I man, think we, it's fine. Yeah, it's so it's the, the it's so tough right now. I mean, I we got an email last week from our daycare, which I totally understand why that now our two year old has to wear a mask during daycare. He hadn't since two? he started in June. But two? the reason, and yeah, the reason is, and I understand it. If if one kid it's in the brutal. pod gets COVID or a, or, or a family member does, then they don't have to shut down the entire one if they have masks. <laughs> yeah, because the so, new guidelines, right? So it's because of the oh guidelines. Which I like, get, yeah, but I was like, how do you get two year olds to? Uh. That's hard. So we had I to mean, get a, we had a bunch of masks. We had to, and I tried to coach him up today of you know how What'd you, you wear say? your mask. How'd you coach him up? Well, he he likes the, he thinks he's a superhero. Tell him about the process. It. I trust the process. It's a game of inches, and if you don't execute, you lose by three on the road against six six ring team in the country. <laughs> um, that's brutal. Two year old in the. I mean, I I'm, feel bad for the the teachers. Now I'll say this: um, they've done a hell of a job in my daughter's school in Bondurant of navigating all this knock on wood. But those kids wear their masks all day, and they. They really don't have a problem with it, from what I understand. I mean, I, they've they've done a really good job. The young people have been very, very resilient in that matter. But no, I'm going to do the trick or treating yep. just like normal. I mean, we don't. I'm a huge Halloween guy. You know that. Yep. It's like my favorite holiday. If you come by my house on Friday night, like the Monster Mash will be playing out loud. We're going to have you lights. You're going to be an owl. Is it a, is yeah. it a family theme? Yeah, the owl family. Mm-hmm. Is that from? Cameron's just big into owls. Just owls in general? Yeah. So she, and we've done a family theme every year. Right. Uh, what was I? Oh, I was, I was Harbaugh last year. I swear at one point uh, was, you were, uh, I was uh, the Tin Man the one tin year. Tin Man, yeah. Yeah, we did that. Yeah. Hey, Ashley, what you, what have we done for the family themes? We did were the, you Peppa the Pig once? Oh, Peppa Pig. Yeah. I was Daddy Pig. Yeah. Wizard of Oz. Um, yeah. Those are the, and then this the owl family. So um, you'll like this, though. <laughs> We're calling her Owl Lease. <laughs> Does That's, she have an owl yeah, costume, too? The baby has an owl oh costume. We all four have owl costumes. I love awesome. Halloween. It's my, it, dare I say, my favorite holiday. I, I genuinely mean that. I love Halloween. Yeah, I'm regretful I don't get to go. Well, that's okay. Ev can go with me. He's uh, Does he want to hold my hand and walk around I mean, the neighborhood? Maybe. I'll take him. Okay. Well, I appreciate you volunteering. I, no, That's I mean, if Crystal wants to stay home with Teddy, I'll take Ev around. We'll have a good He's, time. Uh, he can go with the older women. Hey, right. Cameron's sh- going sh- with her sh- cousin. Sh- <laughs> Start him young. No, he's, uh, what is, Ev, we just got his costume. I think What's he, he going to be? He is going to be a dragon. He was super excited about wow. it. Wow. What about Teddy? Uh, he is a little monster. Kind of, kind of dragon. No, it's like a monster. I don't. I mean, he's he's a uh, temple. I mean, uh, no, it's I. I didn't mean that negative. I'm saying like, is there more description of the I, monster? No, it's is like, it like a. Like a it's monster. a dragon monster. Like, I, so it's I would guy, make the argument he's always a little monster. Right. No, that is correct. Being around the last uh, three weeks, but Elise is total monster. Uh, so it's she like a, is a shit show. I would say dragon family of monsters. Oh. Totally, uh, your boys versus girls. Yeah, there's family a, right here. Right, completely. It's I, all about, I like the owl theme. That's that's nice. Yeah, I don't know where the owl thing came from, but Cameron's really into owls right now. It's like her. So that's very random. You know how that kid just she? It's so weird. I can't peg where she gets it from, but she finds topics and becomes obsessed with them, and then she doesn't <laughs> let it go. Now, 
And, uh, well, I have no idea where she would get that. <laughs> not, uh, not you at all. Big not Twelve scheduled all. this week. Iowa State at Kansas. Are you worried about Kansas? No. Okay. No, and I, you know, <laughs> Hunter Decker's time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it throws it, a very it, nice ball. It absolutely is, and that's. I think it's important to get guys like that some reps. Treat it a little bit like get your big lead. Treat it a little bit like a bye week. I mean, listen, Iowa State may have lost, but if they beat Kansas and Baylor, in my opinion, are the two worst teams in the league. Yeah, what the Baylor thing is. Eh, Baylor, Tech. I think Tech's better than Baylor. Probably, right now. I mean, they beat West Virginia. West yep. Virginia beat Baylor. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Um, you're 5-1. and one Right. Going into a huge game against Kansas State after a bye. So, I... No, I'm not worried about it because I've watched Kansas enough. I've been betting against Kansas every week. And it's treated me very, 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 very well. Other than the... Garbage backdoor, Puka Williams kickoff return. Yeah. They just don't have, again, I think their defense plays really hard. They just don't have any offense, and it's it's tough to sustain. I This this should be, you know, they'll probably be, I don't know their fan situation exactly, but I think there'll be a, Iowa State fans will outnumber the, the Kansas fans that are there. We need to start scoreboard watching, too. Oh, for sounds sure. a little bit arrogant. No, you, no, you do. You do. I, I think tiebreakers and all that stuff's going to matter. Yep, you're you're trending right towards a bunch of two loss teams, and then yes, it gets really weird based on tiebreakers. So, for instance, uh, the, there's a yeah, what do we got? Very week? intriguing. What do we? I didn't even look. At the same time that the clones are playing, 11 a.m. Have you have you not seen any points? I've seen spreads? zero. Kansas, number 16, Kansas State at West Virginia. What do you think the line is? God, K-State's analytics are so bad. Um, K-State by three and a half. West Virginia by two and a half. Really? This it is my point my about, point. It th- proves about my point. scoreboard watching. Yeah. Like, yep. this that'd, is, be a huge, that'd be a huge win. That's like Iowa, Iowa State, State winning a game. It is. If they could lose at West Virginia. It, uh, if, if, if our goal is to get to Arlington, and that's absolutely... Number one goal for me right now. That is dead on. Correct. Uh, TCU at Baylor. That one's not really in the championship. West Virginia's favored by two and a half. Swear to God. Vegas just hates Kansas and I or K-State. And I get it because they, if you look at their numbers, they're just not very good. Meanwhile, they love Iowa State. Yeah. Vegas loves. Well, look, it's because the yards per play. Yards, and all. Look, in the S&P, I mean, they're, they're top 20 in all these metrics. Now, they didn't play great against Oklahoma State, but it didn't hurt their defensive metrics at all. Anyway. Uh, TCU at Baylor. Guess the point spread. Oh, my gosh. Ooh. I'm going to pound this game. By the way, I went 4-1 and one on my Big 12 picks this week. Nailed nailed the Texas and Kansas State. Well done. I uh, will say... Texas about blew it, but... TCU at Baylor? Yeah. Baylor by 4.5. God, you're way off. This is very uncharacteristic. You're way overvaluing Baylor. Have you watched them? I have not seen them. They're bloom. They're, I, I saw the score. Uh, TCU is a three and a half point favorite. So you're saying TCU here? I would pound TCU. Okay, man. I so I've missed both these by six. This is an awful effort by me. Texas at Oklahoma State, and I think I can make a really interesting argument uh, for Iowa State fans to root for either side here. 
Yeah, you really could. You're, you're, this is a win-win. Um, Oklahoma State by four and a half. Two and a half. Two and a half, yeah. So the reason I say that, I think obviously you go, you want Oklahoma State to get a loss, but you're not going to have a tiebreaker over them anyways. Correct. You could still lose to Texas, a two-loss Texas team. That Texas would have to win out, but I think that they've played the roughest part of their schedule after this game. Texas, yeah, they played Oklahoma, Iowa State, they TCU. Still have, they still they have they have K State. They still Texas after this game has West Virginia at home at Kansas, Iowa State at home at Kansas State. They could win out. They could. So if yeah. you, yeah, you almost want them to. Yeah, I, you know, I've changed my mind. I want you Oklahoma agree with State. me. It's best now for Iowa State. If uh, this sounds weird. But it's best for Iowa State right now if Oklahoma State wins out. Well, and that that's interesting because they get Texas at home this mm-hmm. week, and then they so they're in murderer's row right now. Yeah, completely. That's why I said that the the seventh they have to go to Kansas State, mm-hmm. then to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. Tech at home, at TCU, at Baylor. Four of their last five on the road. It's brutal. So. My point is, they beat Texas. I genuinely think that they could lose two after that. Definitely. But you're not going to have the tiebreaker against them anyway, so it doesn't matter. So you may as well give Texas their third loss. That's where my mind is. Texas with three losses basically gives them the boot. And it doesn't matter if Texas beats you in Austin for your second loss. Nope. We're on the same page. Yep. And we're like sabermetricians here. Bloom, I need a life because I I lay in bed at night thinking about this stuff. I December nineteenth, Arlington. That would make my twenty twenty. It wouldn't it wouldn't totally salvage twenty twenty, but it would help. I was gonna say, I mean, like there's a lot of people who have died and lost said, jobs. No, I again, I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was <laughs> trying to make you feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I did. Just, I, <laughs> I was worried there for a little bit. Like, are you being serious? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, we had a we had a lady on Twitter. Um, never mind. I'm not even going to bring it up. It's probably best. Everybody's on edge. Is that, is that all the games? No. Oklahoma is at Texas tech. You need to pick the, there's no line out for that one. Okay. For some reason there must be COVID issues. That's Uh, a weird one. That would be closer to 10. I, here's my Rattler looked really good again. I think that Oklahoma's figured it out. Yep. And let's see, let's look at their schedule the rest of the way. Texas tech Kansas, Oklahoma State at home at West Virginia versus Baylor. They went out. I'm o- in. Oklahoma's going to end up with two losses, and we had the tiebreaker on them. Indeed. That win, that game on October third, uh, will be the defining win. I agree. in this in this aspect because you're gonna you're gonna keep Oklahoma out of the Big Twelve championship. Just wait. I thought TCU had a really good chance to beat them. Yeah. But I'm a man who can admit when he's wrong after watching that game, Lincoln Riley's working his magic. Their defense has come a long way. Give the Campbell guy the Grinch. Grinch, Alex, yeah. They had dudes when when Iowa State played them, but they didn't always make the tackle and weren't always in the right spot. They're more in the right spot now, and those guys are athletic enough to make the tackle. Yep. Yeah, they... That's going to be a win where uh, 
we said at the time, but it, it, it was a huge win because I think Iowa State ends up tied with Oklahoma, and that tiebreaker will will vault them over the top. And my my prediction right now it's either against K State or Oklahoma State. I think it'll be a rematch. I think it's Iowa State, Oklahoma State for the Big Twelve Championship. I would. I, that's that would be my if yeah. I had ten dollars right now. That's what I would do. I do think Kansas State. It'll be interesting without their quarterback going forward. That's why this is a huge game for them. Yeah, they the win. West, they win at West Virginia, and then you start to go five okay, and zero. Yeah, you mean you really have to screw up to not get there? If they beat West Virginia, it's probably. Okay, if Kansas State and Oklahoma State both win this week, that makes life a lot more difficult on Iowa State. Although we still have an opportunity to get the tiebreaker on K-State. Right. So, I mean, that's Iowa State still controls its destiny. The way I see it, Iowa State needs to win one. Well, they need to win the games they should. That includes this weekend. And then they need to win one of K-State or Texas. K-State more important than Texas. It is. Because of that tiebreaker. Because of the tiebreaker. Yeah. But that's also the one where Iowa State... If Iowa State goes to Austin right now, Iowa State's an underdog. If Iowa State plays K-State in Ames right now, Iowa State's probably a touchdown favorite. So that's the one you should win as well. Um, but again, this is fun. I mean, God, losing so much fun. Losing Saturday... Disappointing, but it doesn't it doesn't really derail you. It would have significantly helped, and I think that's obviously true. But um, still, in late October, we can still run all these scenarios, and that's uh, something we haven't always been able to do. This is a blast. I love this team. Um, I I think to the offense on Saturday reminded me a lot, Brent, of the uh, Louisiana game. Yeah. Similar, Just similar uh, statistical profile, and in the way they were defended. Yeah, and, um, and that's what Iowa State's going to have is going to see a lot more of. So they got to figure out a way to, you know, beat that aggressive coverage. And if you can, you put up a lot of points because if you can get around that cover zero, cover one, you've got big play opportunities. But it, Oklahoma State proved that they dared Iowa State, and Iowa State was not up to the task. Good stuff right there. Uh, you got anything else? I'm looking forward uh, to the Steve Prohm Zoom call myself. Because Thursday night. I Man, you just you don't haven't heard a lot about basketball, but it's literally a month away. I'll try and get um, – I know we'll be able to get him, but something like that with Coach Finley coming up. The, They're going to be really good, it, too. The women were picked, what, second or third? Third. Third in the Big 12 that came out this week. I'm assuming we'll get a men's poll. Probably this, this week. week. Yeah. Uh, the the women will be ranked for sure. Probably in the top. They're loaded. Fifteen ish. I. You know what sucks? Like this is totally selfish. No, I know exactly what you're going to say. But that that team that this year's women's team is not going to be able to play in front of a full crowd at Hilton because mm-hmm. I, I I do think that they've obviously Brent and I are very close to this program. We travel with them. We do a lot with them. They. You know, you've kind of like, there's been all these moments where you're like, where, get it back to like this program, like contending to go to like elite eights. Yep. I think that's this team. Have a shot for sure. No, I'm not saying that they're going to be there, but like, yeah. I no, think it's that it's, this is a sweet 16 type roster. Very similar to the one from uh, the Carlton senior year. 
Yeah. Yeah, because you yeah. Jo- Jones being no the, doubt. the Carlton. And they got upset, and that happens. Yep, that happens. Um, but this is, they're loaded, and they have legit one of the top, definitely top 10 players in the country. Correct. And Ashley Jones and this freshman class coming in is absolutely loaded. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch yeah. them. At least they're, uh, they'll be on. Phenomenal group of kids. TV in some capacity. But, yeah, it's just not it just, the same. But the, the, same. the women's basketball thing, like, the most special part about the program is that program's relationship with its fans. Very true. Way more than the men. Yep. Because the people are going to show up to watch men's basketball no matter anyway. what. Yep. Um, people show up to watch football no matter what. You know, even when I would say it wasn't good in football, you're getting 30,000 people. Yep. Right? Yep. Um, women's basketball, you have to work harder to draw a crowd. And, like, Bill's been so good at that over the – this team is going to be a blast. And we're going to do whatever we can to promote the hell out of it. And um, and, and I want to get Coach Dresser on, too, and see yeah. – because they're making some momentum. We didn't get to see how it turned out at the end of last year, like – you know, like every wrestling program in the country. But, man, Hilton, I th- it's it's hard to see Jack Trice empty, but uh, Hilton's going to be hard. Very. I don't I don't even want to know what that's going to be like. I mean, there's, what, 1,500 fans? and I, I'll say this, too, though, Brent. Like, that's – Iowa State's at a major disadvantage in basketball this year. For both, oh, for, without him. Right, yeah, definitely. It sucks, but it's it's a fact. I don't, it, we, we spent so much time on can football get going that, that there's been very little attention on basketball, and I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know the impact of the fan situation of any what of about, like, stuff. Kansas? <laughs> like, who's at a bigger disadvantage this year, Kansas or Baylor? There's so, oh. Kansas. Yeah. Baylor doesn't have fan, they're in yeah. the top ten. And Baylor would be like, hey, this is normal. And they'll That's be what I mean. the top five team in the country, by the way. Yeah. You know what's cr- I mean, this college basketball season is, is going to be interesting for Iowa State fans. Obviously, we hope that Iowa State is better, and I think they will be. I, people will really like watching Tyler Harris, Coleman Lands, and I've heard of the freshmen that uh, – Foster's been okay in practice, which which I was pleasantly surprised to hear about. I heard Dudley's the guy, and, but but yeah, then Dudley's the the one that's it's the dude that's right going to play. So I mean, they've got some new pieces there. We'll see how it, it, it trends. But uh, two of the top ten teams in the preseason in the nation, well, three of the top ten teams: Baylor, Kansas, Iowa. And so you've got some some villains as far as Iowa State's concerned. Iowa State will play all of them. Iowa State is going to play Iowa this year. Correct. It's going to be over there. It's going to happen. And uh, but yeah, so so some some certainly some storylines, but just the, the well, no fan issue is a big one for that game. It's going to be in December. I know that much, but yeah. we'll see. It's the thing is like there's that's going to be around the corner. Like you 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 keep getting thrown off by the calendar because basketball hasn't been talked about really at all. We don't have even a schedule yet, but it's uh it'll be first game's a month away. Uh, I don't want to be negative Nancy, but I I just you put all your thoughts in the record and we'll see what happens, right? Yeah. I'm scared of basketball in general, not Iowa State, but the non conference setup in college basketball when you're trying to incorporate all these low major leagues in COVID and you're breathing and sweating all over everybody. There's a 
It's interesting because there hasn't been, from what I've been able to gather, zero transmission uh, football-to-football program on the field. In, in, in Notre Dame, South fo- Florida? Maybe that one. I don't know. That's Maybe that's, the, that's about it, right? Even in the NFL, where like the Titans had that outbreak, but none of the Vikings guys got it. My am, am I Vikings right? did not. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I get what it's you're saying. saying. Like, but but you go back to you March. don't have 320 programs. No, I know. In no, the I testings, they they're testing it's, every day in the it's NFL. It's a completely fair point, and so and obviously it's going to have several of these low major several the games that have word. the maj- overwhelming majority of games that have been postponed in college football have included low major low majors, and I don't blame them or Baylor. Or Baylor. <laughs> you, no, I, I get it. Like, I is, get it. Yeah. Is, is a SWAC program doing the same things that a Big 12 program yeah, is? Yeah, and, like, and I don't know. Like That's, the, I don't know. It's hard. When Iowa State this played. This is hard stuff. I'm not is. being critical. No, no, no. Like I, and when Iowa State played Louisiana in football, they used the Big 12 testing. I don't know if you can you do that. I have and, no and idea. Maybe by maybe they will no, late November, yeah. December. That testing is more widely available, and it, it appears to be getting to that point. But no, I I agree. I think it'll be a a bit of a roll of the dice to see how this whole thing ends up. But hey, man, it's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty, indeed. Um, Bloom, appreciate it, man. Oh, thank you. That's really fun. enjoy Sunday nights with you. Agreed. Join us on Thursday night uh, with Coach Prome. You guys will have to sign up and uh, become patrons if you want to do that. And uh, I'm sure, Coach, you know, I, I, I'm i always in defense of, like, Coach, Prom's awesome, I think, with the media. I think Prom is sometimes too good with the media. He's so <laughs> yeah. honest. So genuine. He's so great in these scenarios. Yeah. If you've ever been to our parties, like, where he just, when it's just me and him with the mic and he yeah. can just talk. He just um, really is a, just a good person. I'm starting to get a little like fatigued on the Campbell's a robot thing too, because I think that it's all by design. Like Matt, like if you ask him a good football question, he's going to give you a good football answer. I thought he was fantastic after the game With yesterday. Eric? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean that was one of the guys. If you want to listen to Matt Campbell, don't listen to him on his Tuesday press conference. Listen on the coaches show Monday nights. He's phenomenal this year. Yeah. You have to be listening for quality football analysis. If you ask him about, you know, the uniforms and or something pretty stereotypical. Like he's not gonna gonna He's too smart to fall into that trap. He will not fall into your trap. But if you ask him a a question he hasn't heard before, he or he would enjoy answering. What did you see out of Kansas against uh, watching Kansas's film with Puka Williams compared to without him, how did they scheme differently? It's going to give you a great answer. Yeah. He'll tell you a really smart football answer. If you say, hey, Kansas is 0-5. They may be the worst team in the country. How do you make your guys focus this week? He's going to be annoyed. Right. You know. Right. I don't know. It's No, it's, it's a good point. Yeah. I, uh, he plays the game very well. But you're right. He was really good to go with Eric after the game. Here's some piss. Sorry, I'm. I have a lot of pent up here. Yeah, I get. I mean, it's, this is uh, it's good. But like, get people, it out. People bitched because Paul Rhodes was too emotional. Mm-hmm. 
and he, you know, and Paul did very well. I, I still think Paul was a successful tenure at Iowa State. I will agree. Program was better completely. when he left than what was when he got there. Hey, he was a needed. I liked the, the Jamie Pollard uh, relay analogy. I thought that was really good. Paul but people bitch because Paul was too overly emotional. You know why yeah. I said that? I watched that video from the Nebraska game when they get the eight turnovers yeah, yeah and Paul's like on his knees, begging to the ref yep. and like doing like all that stuff. Look, I mean, look to your left. I literally have a framed photo of Paul Rhodes in my office. Yep. I love the man. Yep. Um, but people bitch because he was overly emotional. He couldn't control. It was embarrassing. All this stuff. Now you got a guy who is the total opposite. Really? Like, have you ever seen Matt Campbell on his knees, begging an official? No, they're just different guys and that's fine. But now it's like too too tight for some folks. Yeah. And it's, what do you want? Yeah, I just never gonna please everybody. Sorry. This is what happens when I don't travel. You invoke a worldwide pandemic. You keep Williams at home in the basement, and he literally sits with the lid on. I think I watched DVR plus. I had five TVs going at one point yesterday. Four on college football, one on the UFC fight. <laughs> I think I probably watched 20-some games yesterday. I've watched the Iowa State game twice, watched the Iowa game twice. Well, if you get crazy and want to come down to Lawrence on Saturday morning after the Halloween thing. I just can't. It's tough. I don't think want to do it. Okay, I'm just telling you. It's it's an open invitation. What does it say about me that I'd rather sit here literally in this chair and watch a game on that 20-inch TV? I, I hope it's not much of a game. I think I might be. I'm 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 saving up to go to Austin. I, I think is what I'm going to do. Okay. I did that a couple years ago, yeah, and it didn't turn fun. out well. But I, I think that that might be cash that in game, the chips. That'll that'll have some meaning behind it, and or obviously it's has will have to win the next week against West Virginia. So, in like zero degrees and snow. <laughs> How about the season coming down to if I was taking win on December? What would that be? December 5th? <laughs> Last time we played on that day, it was the freaking Drake game. That never happened. Which, by the way, that pisses me off, too. And I'm I'm sorry. I'm like total Donald Trumping it here, but that's okay. Like, I'm so sick and tired of people bringing that game up. I'm If that game is played on any, like, legitimate surface, Iowa State wins it by three touchdowns. Oh, yeah. The Drake people hate it when I bring this up. The, the ultimate equal, like you could, like one of my favorite sports cut. is Formula One racing, right? Yeah. Mercedes can't be beat. Like one out of every ten races, Mercedes can beat, and you know why? Because it's raining. And you put rain tires on, and it's a completely different deal. That field, that was the worst field in college football that year, the you entire could, season. You could not cut. It was basically it, it, just total a, equalizer, a, a mud puddle. It was a bunch of dudes from like Texas and Florida against a bunch of guys from Iowa and Minnesota on a garbage field. And I don't blame the Iowa State guy. Like it was a horrible day. Like there's yeah. nothing they could do. I hate that. I hate it when people bring up the Drake, Drake game. I I had to call that game for TV and it was pain. Oh it was God. very painful. Yeah, you know what? I'll I'll one up you. I had to sit next to Chuck Reed. <laughs> Chuck Reed to the Drake play-by-play guy. I really did. 
So they're, you know, the, I just, I love my colleagues. Game didn't happen. I love my colleagues in the media. I've had a few too many Cody Rhodes. If you guys can't tell, but I'm going to keep rolling. It's what's stopping you. I love my colleagues in the media. I'm a media shill. You know that. Yep. But that I was so annoyed. I had to like move. I couldn't sit in my normal spot that day. Because I just wanted to like punch everybody. How bad would it have I, been if Iowa State lost that game, though? Oh, we I would know. Never have heard the. I, I was, Brent. I wanted to physically assault friends of mine in that game. Okay. <laughs> and one more pour of Cody Road here. Like I in the moved, press box or just yeah because they were making fun of Iowa State. Yeah. Like no, I I don't want to mean it like that. No, I know. So when you're covering a game. Generally, like, I, I, they were not making fun. That's I, not the right way to put no, it. No, they were. Because, like, when Iowa State was about ready to upset Oklahoma State, they were excited to. Yeah. It, but the to, story. They were promoting the yes, story. To work in local media I and totally to be treated as shitty as these national companies treat these guys. And sorry, like, I. Now I'm being real open because I'm a big independent guy. We need independent yeah, the, the local way that the, media the, the national companies treat the local media members. Yes. Okay. It's trying to follow you, My point is you really have to love what you do, and you have to be very passionate about sports. If you want to remain in the business. Yeah, if you want to do this for your career, okay? Because I, I can uh, guarantee you the guys from Gannett were not riding in a land jet down to Stillwater on no. Saturday. No. Okay? The reason I say this is because you root for a good story. Like these, these the men are, and These men and women are generally objective. They really are. And I applaud them for that. They work their asses off. But with that, like, you react, right? Yeah. And during that game, I, I and I'm not faking it, I want Iowa State to win. Everybody knows I want Iowa State to win. And, I, like, yep. it got to the Same. point where I started getting defensive, feeling like everybody there was wanting Drake was, to win. Was rooting against Iowa State. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I yep. So then I move all the way over, and I, I, I think I tell Stansbury, I'm like, dude, I can't. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go over and, like, I'm going to lose my mind. So I go all the way over, and I'm literally, like, 10 spots away from anyone else in the press box. Well, that puts me right next to the visiting radio booth. <laughs> and Chuck Reed is a guy who I, we both really like. Chuck used to work with Bloom on the Cyclone Radio. He's a good guy, but he's now the play-by-play voice for Drake. And, you know, this is the biggest game he's ever called. Like, Yeah, it's a big deal for Drake. A non-scholarship team is about ready to beat a Big 12 school. Yep. And he's, we work together at iHeart, and he's looking at me like he's, you know, and, and you I'm. Just, you can't get out of there. I'm yeah. overly defensive yeah. at this point. Like, like, I the think. The field is garbage. Yeah, like, I, you I, can't. I think everybody's, like, personally attacking me at Brock, this point. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't on Twitter during oh, that game. Would have Jesus. Been. What yeah. a terrible day! I I do okay. I do remember we 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 had a few beverages at your house that night. I do remember yes. that. I just I was just, that was an escape. Oh my god! You know, and in the season hadn't ended great for Iowa State that year. Um, you know, they had lost to Texas, and the K State game was a struggle. But you know, Iowa State should have beat Washington State in a bowl game, which is kind of fun to always see our our buddy Gardner Minshew now. As a starting quarterback in the NFL for uh, that game in in San Antonio, but yeah, I was. We could have a long podcast on the media and 
difference in coverages between the two state schools, but that, that that's probably not the best for tonight. You know what I always say, though? Blame the national, oftentimes global conglomerates. Yeah. More so than the local folks themselves who are doing the best that they can that's, that's, with the resources that, that they have. They're allowed, yeah. Yeah. It's hard for me. I'm very, more so than anything, I'm passionate about media. And, like, just trying to make it as good as we can in the in the world that we have. And it's so hard with... Yeah. We're, because we're in such a small market where it's not seen as a priority to anybody. You know, I'm really lucky with iHeart that we all got our job saved mm-hmm. the way that it did because of our awesome fan support and all that. But, man, that's just not very normal. Yeah, it's a... It's uh, it was a tough world before this whole thing. It hasn't made it's, it any it, easier. No, it's so. gonna get worse. Well, you mark my word. Q one hits up, and everything's gonna blow up. Because well, right now, all these media companies are being saved by the election. Yeah, the election's bailing everybody. Well, out right so now. yeah, we all complain about the advertisements, yeah. but, but it does. It does my help. point is, you get that out of the way, yeah, and this thing is going to get really ugly really fast. Well, to, you know what are. Like, it's totally bailing out all local media. Yeah. Well, it, mm, and, and we are that. in a battleground state. Oh, I saw uh, last week that the Ernst Greenfield campaign had the most fundraising dollars ever raised in a Senate campaign. Wow. Which is like $105 million between the two of them. But it makes sense. That it's race just 50-50. is completely dead yeah. even. I mean, Greenfield, if you look at the polls, I mean, I'm just looking at the polls, it's probably a slight favorite right now. But that could completely flip the Senate, which is obviously a a very big deal. So that's why you're getting bombarded left and right. And It's not, um, it's not just local Ruth money. Ruth Bader Ginsburg dying contributes to a lot of it, too. It, it has no On the left, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's... But if, if, the, if the Senate flips... Uh, it, it's a anyway. It's a a whole another power structure, and that's why there's so much money. And it seems like you're being bombarded left and right by those those ads. So, but so what? So I, I go back to the, my original thought to start the podcast. What's more popular, an offensive coordinator or a political advertisement? Well, for me, it's the political advertisement because <laughs> it keeps us going. That's right. Yeah. No, we really don't. It's like when Fanatic, yeah. we don't really benefit yeah, from that at all. I mean, maybe CPMs are up a smidge from it, but not. Yeah, I always. It's always funny. And if you're that, if you're this guy, please don't be. Don't email me being like, "Oh, take the political." I I don't control it. Like, it's all off of cookies. So like, if if there's a bunch of Joni Ernst ads on our site popping up on your computer, it's probably because you're. Searching political yeah. stuff. It, it's it's not us. I'm not serving that. Likewise, if there are ads for uh, Russian brides <laughs> on our site, not, like legit, I've had people be like, oh, why would this pop up? Well, Some what are you search searching function. for? Yeah. It, eight, eight, eight days, nine days. Be a crazy couple weeks here. Bloom, I love you. Thanks, brother.
Enjoy your time in Lawrence. I'm not going to go. I'm sorry. No, that's fine. I respect that. Iowa State's going to win that game. The The line is 29. Clones. Uh, 49 to 10. I like that. Clones cover. I think with the question marks surrounding the offense after last week that they'll be itching to make a... They're not just going to let the foot off the gas, let's say. I'd like to see a Brees Hall, like, 250-yard game. So, because I was looking it up last... Okay, trivia question for all of you out there. Did he get to 1,000 yards on next week? Good. Last Cyclone running back to run... That would make our friend Randy Peterson very happy, by the way. (laughs) Last, Last Cyclone running back to run for 200 yards in a game. See if you can get it out there. I'll Not give David. Five, four. David did Alexander Robinson. Good. Alexander's a fine guess. It was actually Mike Warren at Texas Tech in 2015. Totally remember that game. Ran for 245 and that, a substantial loss. That was the game that got Mark Mangino fired. That was the beginning of the end. How many passes did Sam Richardson throw that game? A lot. When, Hold on. When, I, I need to pull these stats when, up real quick. When Mike, Mike Warren ran for like 15 yards a carry that day, and yet he wanted to throw bubble screens. I remember, remember I lost my mind. That was the last 200-yard game. Right I lost my mind. What what year was that? 15. I absolutely lost my mind. That was against Mahomes. Mahomes threw for like 700 yards. Yeah, we yards. lost 66 to 31. Yeah. Um. The one of the worst play calling games in Iowa State history. Okay, not as bad as I thought. Mike Warren, twenty three carries, two hundred and forty five yards. Right, ten point seven yards per carry. Yes. Uh, Richardson was ten for twenty one for one hundred and thirty nine yards. Felt like but he threw three picks. Felt like twenty one too many passes. Well, twenty one passes three picks. So, like, what's the percentage <laughs> yeah, on? Interception right there. But then Joel Lanning came in. Did he? Yeah. What was Mahomes' set line? Because I remember he was just playing 500 back there. Oh, my God. It was like like pick out receiver. He was 33 for 46, 428 yards, and five touchdowns. I like more than that. Yeah, but that's pretty good. That is really good. (laughs) That was one of those games where you're like, whoa, this guy's arm is a little bit different. I. do you have a deal where you remember everything you did on the day when Iowa State plays football. Just, you, you can name me, an Iowa State yes. game for the last 15 years. I'll I will, tell you where I was. Yep. It's this, it's the same. Now, generally, it's a little bit different for me because I'm usually You're there. there. But, yes. I. But I, you go back to, like, the 2000 and on, I can tell you where I watched the game. That was a day, one of the maybe five Cyclone reactions I've missed in 10 years. Okay. Kim Pullen, our good friend, yes. got married that yep. day in the Jacobson building. Wow. So it was like you were probably watching the game. I watched the first half at Welch Avenue Station. Nice. And I watched the second half in the Jacobson building in Heartland Hall, which he owns Heartland Finishes, which is a sponsor of Cyclone Fanatic. Yep. And um, he's a big Iowa State yeah, booster. Great guy. Clarinda boy. Yeah. And we watched the second half in the Jake right there in Heartland Hall. And. Let's just say I had had a few pops, <laughs> and I was so mad. That was I try not to do this because I don't think it's professional, and 
I, I called that night. I was like, this can't happen. Like, Mark Mangino can't stay the offensive coordinator at Iowa State. He it tweeted, just can't happen. Did you say that? Yeah, I tweeted. Wow. I did. I remember that. I never do that. I was done. You uh, were, what, 10 days ahead of the curve? Well, it was just like he's averaging 10.7 yeah, yards per crazy. carry. It just keep wide, giving him like, the damn ball. caverns to run through. And I, for, for the record, too, Sam Richardson got a raw deal. Uh, yeah. I think he could have been a really good quarterback. He just... So did Arnaud, by the way. He never could get... Well, those guys all had so many coordinators. Yeah, it was... There's a reason, like, y'all want to make fun of Tom Herman. There's a reason Jared Barnett was really successful under him and fell off when he was gone. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, give give Sam Richardson or Austin Arnaud Tom Herman for four years. Totally different deal. Because Sam was recruited under Herman... Right. Yeah. And then transitioned to Courtney, but then had multiple quarterbacks coaches. And by the way, Courtney Messingham's team is five and zero, four and zero in yeah. the Big Twelve. He's Kudos the offense. That man. So like he he doesn't suck, but no. he learned on the job at Iowa State. Yeah. Man, that's a good point. It's uh that was one of those games where you're going, man. What? And then and then Mangino tried to throw like a coup throughout that whole process. I. We, of all the people I've worked with at Iowa State, nobody I respect less than Mark Mangino. I, I'm i not going to disagree. The way the he tried, threw that team and those kids under the bus on that day because of his personal feelings towards Paul Rhodes was disgusting. It's, I don't know, it's probably pretty much public knowledge at this point, but Mangino tried... He took the job in order to really get Paul Rhodes fired. I mean, honestly, that guy thought he was smarter than Paul the whole time. Because he thought he'd get the job after. He thought he would be the, the interim guy and then eventually the head coach. Like, it was just... Okay, and yeah. So, there's a, he's not coaching anymore. Good. I, feel, I felt bad. I felt bad for Tommy, his son, who's still on the staff. When Mark, Brutal. when Mark, who's a really good guy, by the way, yeah, he seemed like a good. Really dude. liked Tommy or a lot. Mark got canned. He's still in the game. Yep, Mark. So Mark gets canned. It's a big ordeal, and then Iowa State goes on the road, has K State beat. Remember how that ends? And then Mangino has the the fat lady is singing now tweet or something. With his son still on the staff. Where is Tommy? He is. Oh, okay. He's in high school now. So he's he's dipped down a little okay. bit. Lake Travis, though, is the offensively of college program. Yeah, he's the offensive coordinator. Isn't that where Baker went? Lake is it Austin? Yeah, I think so. I think Lake Travis. I know. Yeah, I think it is. That's a that's like maybe the top high school yeah. football job in the, the country. The, uh, yeah, he went to Lake Travis. Baker Mayfield did. So that would make a heck of a book one day. Is that twenty? 15 season. You know what, Brian? I actually, you know, it's it's so funny. You said that I'm going to write a book about Iowa state at some point. Okay. I, that like 2000 on, like I'm just like, there's so much great stuff. (laughs) I don't care if nobody reads it. Like, It'd be it, interesting it, if you, if you compiled, cause that 2015, the missile crisis is like four chapters. Then Mangino trying to throw a coup in the middle of the year. Wow. Hoiberg era. Hoiberg era. Matt Campbell. Yeah, there's some good stuff. 
Well, if you need a Mike uh, Taylor's a chapter. Mike Taylor would be a chapter. If you need a, uh, you want to go? Co- you want to co-write it? I'll I'll write some stuff. So it was the other day. You were here. We were. It was after we had. Did, did we record Mac? I don't know why. Why you were here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, he was. And I pulled out the Alex Halstead and Dylan Mott's yeah. book, The Hundred Things the, Iowa State Fans Should Know. Great work. Yeah. Which is fantastic. Yep. I have it here on my desk. And I'm like, God damn, we need to like, we need to chronicle this. Some stuff. of this stuff. Yeah. Because this is the one problem I have. And Cyclones TV does as good as they can. But there's so much stuff that we don't know. Right. Or you hear stuff, but you need to verify. Everybody it. talks about yeah. the dirty 30. What the hell is it? Like, what? Yeah. what is it? Yeah, they did you a know, really good documentary on them. But I, I didn't. Yeah. I watched it, yeah. and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Like I and we we promoted it, and but like we need to like get all this stuff down. Like even Jacqueline with, Cordova, like we talked about last week, she didn't know anything about Dama Carney, right? Well, even for me, like I I I have interviewed Matt Blair before, and he oh, passed. Great this week. point. Great point. And uh, I mean, that guy might be the best player that ever played at Iowa State. But you don't you don't know a whole lot about his time there, so yeah, I'm for it. But even even to chronicle uh, 20, 20, 2000 and beyond, I mean, there's a lot, or even the last five years, a lot of crazy stuff has happened at Iowa State in the last five years. Between so. the missile crisis and COVID, yeah. Well, like that's a book. Maybe do you think people would buy it? Maybe let us know. Would you buy a book? I let us know if you book. would buy it. Under one condition, we want to independently publish it. Unless there's a publisher out there who wants to jump on. But I just, like, I'm at the point in my life, I don't want, like, some giant corporation, like. I think between, so, Jamie's, you know, Jamie's been around long enough. He'd probably be open to. He'd be wide open. I know Jamie. Uh, We know Dan now. We could probably get Paul on the right. I mean, for Paul a lot of this stuff. Up. Paul would invite us up to Clear Lake, and we'd have a couple cold beers. I bet we could have a chat with Fred. You think Bill Finley would talk to us? I bet so. Hey. Seriously, maybe, let's yeah, do it. I, I'm for it. I would Campbell love, would, I would absolutely love. give us as much time as we wanted. I think that's a. there's a lot of fascinating stories there of... Heft? Well, yep. Maybe call it the last... Uh, wait, we'll, we'll, we'll Walters chat. would talk. We'll... <laughs> We'll discuss. We could figure something out. McDermott, he's got yeah, stories to tell. Yeah, yeah. Well, you talk about a guy who gets a bad rap. Like I know he didn't win games, but my God, if you guys knew half the stuff that man walked into, do you think Pollard would talk about that at this point? Um, Statute hmm. of limitations. Yeah, I mean, I don't we're know. past that, I don't right? Know. I, I, you, you're hmm. something to think about. This is the longest Sunday night podcast yeah, ever. Sorry for li- having to you, you all to listen to all this, but we're just kind of spitballing here. People are going to love it. Yeah. Guys in their tractors, they're eating it up right now. <laughs> Appreciate you guys. Uh, we mean it. Uh, we will uh, have a full week of content for you coming up at Cyclone Fanatic. We'll do the next um, summer series slash legends pod. We have a guy who we want to invite. We'll do that in the bye week coming up. Because Iowa State has Kansas, Baylor, by week, and then Kansas State. I like it. And we'll do that then. He is Brent Bloom. Thanks, all. Much smarter than me. Uh, thanks to our friends from the Mississippi River Distilling Company and Cody Road for fueling this podcast to go an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs>
Love you guys. Uh, please rate, review, subscribe. Have a good night.